that's right. Terrible fucking week, man. My goddamn Jags just lost. Women pissed off everywhere. The fucking government's about to shut down. Shit has been going fucking crazy. There's been a couple of bright spots. Well, one, the Jags actually got to the AFC Championship. They ended up losing, but still was good to see the city get there. And they did their thing. And I'll talk about that shit a little bit later. But overall, the week has been, you know, other than the Jags game, the uh, Dave Chappelle special, which I thought was was cool. The Cat Williams special, where he basically pandered for the first 10 minutes to Jacksonville. Was it kind of cheap? Maybe. But I fucking appreciate it. At least he went there and had some sort of experience with the city. The, you know, the Jags were on the TV. Cat Williams did the, the special and shouted us out. So we got some exposure. And I think that's fantastic. Now, the rest of the week... <laughs> was kind of trash, you know, and I'll go through it. It wasn't really trash. I'm just like, damn, I guess because my team lost, I'm feeling sour right now. I'm feeling kind of bitter. Shout out to the Patriot fans. I really don't fuck with none of y'all, but hey, you guys won the game. Can't really complain about it, especially when I'm currently in the city that doesn't have a fucking football team. We got to be grateful, but I'll get back to that shit. So let me start out by giving you guys a little bit of, uh, I say personal advice from my own bad experience. Me being who I am, I used to hit the gym on a regular basis. But recently, my schedule's been kind of off and I haven't been going nearly as much as I, as I usually do or as much as I want to. I take my ass in there, calling myself OG, like I'm finna walk in there and just, and just get it cracking, right? I do a couple exercises, whatever. I'm like, bitch, I ain't stretching. I, I do this. After I lay off, I jump back in this thing, and I'm Gucci. I'm good. Mm-mm, nigga, that was not the case. I call my old black ass, just getting on this ad machine like everything's gravy. I look at the weight. I see it. I be all right. I sit the fuck down, and I get the grooving. Mm, bang. Knock out like a little set. Didn't really adjust shit. Like I said, I didn't stretch. And I felt I felt the tension at first. I'm like, okay, this, nah, it'll be all right. I'm good. I got off that fucking machine, and nigga, I caught the meanest cramp in my abs I ever caught in my fucking life. And I think the worst part about it was that it wasn't like all my abs. It was just like the top left motherfucker. <laughs> like that, that little bitch cramped up on me something fucking crazy. I mean, my goddamn back hurt. <laughs> My knees got weak. I thought I was I thought I was about to pass out. I got a fucking headache. And I was like, oh shit. And you know, the, I'm in the gym. I'm in the middle of a fucking 24-hour fitness. It's like 5 36 o'clock. And these are basically like peak hours. Right? So I'm in that bitch and it's crowded than a motherfucker. And I'm just like, damn, what the hell did I do to fuck myself up like this? So I get up. 
And I just started looking out my phone, like pretending, because I'm like, how you look tough in the gym <laughs> full of people when you just caught the meanest cramp of your lifetime? Like, I damn near wanted to cry. So I, I put the towel over my head, pretended I was looking at the phone. I, just, I had to walk downstairs, walk outside. I think I might have said a quick prayer while I was just out there trying to take deep breaths. I was like, shit. I said, man, I'm going the fuck home. I can't do this. But, you know, I gave it a little bit of time, and I was like, I can't let this happen because if I don't walk back in there now, I won't be able to come back. And if somebody did see me catch that L, I want them to see me walk right back in that bitch. So I had to suck it up, man, take a couple of breaths, get some water, and go and get back at it. But, man, that shit hurt. My shit hurt my body, man. I was damn thinking I might have ab PTSD. I might just say, fuck it, no more ab workouts. But, nah, that's that's what got me in this situation in the first place. So I, I'm going to work at it slowly. I'm going to get back in there, and hopefully I don't have no more... Uh, bullshit gym stories like that for y'all no more i'm trying to go in there like a da- like a goddamn beast but i i'm thinking about getting a trainer but actually i'm not because that price is for that shit are ridiculous i just need somebody been locked up a couple times to help me go in there and get it right one of my jail niggas out there or if you just you don't know me <laughs> you just a regular jail nigga send me a workout i won't be prison swole so hey once again my father forgot to introduce it no playing this ride me the host blackout if y'all can help me out with a workout, send it to me at noplayingthisride at gmail.com. I ain't paying you shit. So this is just off you being friendly and want to help out a fellow black person or a fellow individual in the struggle. Noplayingthisride at gmail.com, all lowercase. Or you can hit me on Twitter, noplay247, capital N, lowercase o, capital P-L-A-Y. But yeah, that shit, that shit messed me up, man. I had to get my confidence back and go in there. But I went back and spent about like another hour in that thing trying to get myself together, man. If you can look out for me, do that, please. But let me get to the bullshit of the week. I might make that a segment, bullshit news of the week. But there was a story in particular that caught my attention. My my old lady, my wife, who was basically now, after she actually started listening to the podcast, because it was kind of weird for her because we talk all the time, and I told her it was basically the same shit I talk about with her that I put on here. So she didn't really listen to it like that because we were already having the conversations. So I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to shit on my old lady. We were already talking about it. So it basically would be like her listening to it twice or three times, depending on how often we talked about it. But she said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and listen to it. Just so if somebody asks me about it, I can kind of explain what he's talking about. So ever since then, she's been like extremely helpful. Like I'll come home and she'll be like, hey, did you see this on the news? Have you heard about this, that, and the third? So she's out here basically producing my shit. So shout out to my wife. We appreciate you. Love you. Keep on helping me. I really, really appreciate it. And sometimes I need it. So thank you. But the story she gave me is about some kids. And it's out here in California, of course. It figures wherever I'm at, some bullshit happening, whether it's California or Florida. But there's a there was a family out in California where they had like 13 kids. And they I guess they had shackled them to the beds and shit. They would take them out every now and again for, like, I guess to renew their wedding vows. And they would take pictures and everything. But then they, when they took them back home, they were, like, shackled to beds. And they looked all emaciated. They looked young. They all dressed like some weird, you know, some real, like, TV-style weirdo shit that was going on. And I'm thinking, like, nobody in the family knows they exist or whatever. But 
they had an interview with the aunt and uncle on TV. I'm like, how the fuck did y'all not know? How is it possible for y'all not to have known this? But the, the worst thing and the reason why I have no sympathy for these fucking kids at all, at least half of them, is because out of the 13, seven of these motherfuckers was grown. I'm like, how the hell are you grown and don't know that you should not be shackled to a fucking bed? The oldest one was 29 fucking years old. You should have had your own family by then. And you can't free your little brothers and sisters? Come on, man. You, I cannot respect that. I don't give a damn about no psychological condition. None of that shit. I don't care about you being emaciated. None of that shit. They took you out in fucking public. You can't get out the car and run. You can't say, help me. You can't say nothing. Some of y'all know what's going on because one of them escaped and she used a cell phone. So somebody knows, some of them had to know something about what was going on in the world. It's crazy to think that that can still happen, man. I just don't see how this is a possibility in this day and age. 13 kids and seven other motherfuckers grown. One of them 13, one of them 29, excuse me. And no, y'all could come up with not one plan or plot. Seven damn grown-ups. Y'all need to be locked up somewhere because y'all probably going to be getting a, a, psychi a, psychi a psychological evaluation for the next 10, 15 years anyway. That shit crazy. That shit made me more mad than anything. At the, kid, at the older kids. Like, you're going to have crazy-ass adults and they're going to do wild shit with their families and all that. Apparently, in the world, it's where we live in, it's going to fucking happen. Like some weird cult family or some shit. But once you become to a certain age, like you, come on, man, you got to be able to get out of that, man. Any any male past 15 and any woman past 18 gets no pass from me. You need to get your ass about that house. That's crazy. Ridiculous. And it's sad. Something, what else happened? Uh, oh, I seen some other bullshit. I get home. And one of the things I do when I get home is I usually like scroll through my little Facebook feed right and <laughs> i saw an ad about some slippers you could put in the fucking microwave and i immediately got angry and i know little shit like this shouldn't make me mad but i immediately got pissed off because i'm like who in the hell would have some slippers on their feet wear them and then put them in the microwave like that's your selling point not that all oh, these are extremely comfortable slippers you can wear them around the house and everything will be okay. It's like, no, you want me to put these dirty ass <laughs> slippers that been on my feet in the microwave where I put my fucking food. And you trying to sell this to me. And I'm wondering, what evil motherfucker made this up? And I'm looking at the person in the ad. <laughs> like, you only smiling because it's not your microwave. That Like, that's disgusting to me. Who would buy that shit? You would have to, like, deep clean and sanitize the microwave every time after. It, like, it doesn't make sense. It's like that fucking full-body hoodie sweat, the, the the goddamn onesie they made. The onesie has, like, 90,000 zippers on them, right? None of them have a crotch zipper so you can go to the bathroom. And the women were like, oh, why am I complaining about one zipper? Because like, it's hard. It's hard when you have a penis and you're trying to go to the fucking bathroom. Like, I don't want to have to slide out my whole outfit like a goddamn snake just to piss. If you're going to tell me I'm I'm going to be comfortable, I need to comfortable, comfortably be able to get my ass up and go pee. I shouldn't have to take off the whole goddamn thing to go to the bathroom. 
and women clothes are like that and y'all cool with that, that's fine. That's y'all. But man, nah, we've been, we had zippers for years and we ain't trying to go back to whatever bullshit ass type of clothes that was. I hope they don't get no money or at least put a zipper on there. Like, you can charge me extra for the clothes if you're going to put a nice zipper on there. I'll pay extra. Cool. You got pockets for headphones. They got a, a way for you to put your phone in there and slide your headphones all the way through so you can just put your hair, you put your earbuds in and shit like that, which is cool, but fucking pointless because people are now getting to the point where they're going to have Bluetooth headphones or they just don't care about having their headphones on the outside of their clothing. So you put money towards that, but not a fucking zipper. We, I'm going to tell you this. As men, we will always, always need a motherfucking zipper. All of us. Women acting like men need zippers. Shit, women need zippers. I'm pretty sure they don't want to, they'd rather be able to get out that shit if they could. Come on, man. We got to do better, man. If you're going to put them on there, at least put them in the right place. The damn microwave slippers, that's crazy. That's like, do you put them in the microwave for the first time when you first get them out the box? Does it have some special effect on No, you just take them off your feet and put them. Nah, that was disgusting, man. That shit made me mad. And there was something else I saw a while back. Uh, it was like a lipstick or something. Fellas, don't be fooled. Women have, there's some women out there with facial hair. <laughs> and they shave quite often. So much to the point that they have a, a, a trimmer that looks like fucking lipstick. <laughs> and when I saw it, I was like, man, you got to be kidding me, man. If they're going to shave, just let them fucking shave. If they don't want to have hair on their lip, just let them fucking shave. Why you got to hide it, man? You got to make it look like lipstick. Is she going to use it in public? Like, we going to think something. If she goes to open her lipstick razor and that fucking thing starts buzzing, I'm like, who thinks Who thinks about this shit? Like, is it a joke? Who pushes this through? I don't even want to know. I just thought I would let y'all know about the bullshit that's going on out in the world today. And it's crazy that people are actually getting behind and supporting these products. Because I don't think they're going to make any money. But there is a product that's coming on the horizon, which I do think is going to make some money. And I'm telling you this, a lot of ladies are talking about it. Why, you say? Because the product I'm talking about <laughs> is an imitation lady. Now, I didn't get into the, um, dig into the weeds, as they say about this bullshit, but I, I caught a couple ass on Facebook and they were talking about these, uh, I guess, seemingly lifelike sex dolls. And I wasn't really going to talk about it because that ain't really my lane to talk about shit like this. But I just thought it was funny. And the immediate comparison was what was brought up about men. Like, oh, well, women get all this other, they got all these toys and all this other shit for them. The men and the nigga want to get a sex doll. There's a problem and shit. That's crazy. And I'm like. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. I get that argument, but women ain't going to try to hear that shit. They're going to call you a chump and all that shit because, hey, man, women when women don't like it. They're going to voice their opinion. That's just the way the fuck it is, man. But the crazy thing is, is like women be careful. That's all I'm saying. Because these things are expensive, but they're not that expensive. Because the same dude that's buying bags and shoes for chicks, can get one of them dolls. So I'm just saying, you might want to be easy with all that talk because tax season's coming up and you might find yourself out of a relationship. So you can be on your P's and Q's because just like they tease men with them toys, 
they're going to be teasing you with a whole fake you. <laughs> so just be on the lookout. Protect yourself. And everybody knows you obviously can't replace the real thing with um with the fake. But motherfuckers out there going to try. Because I can guarantee you if they going into production like this, they already got a market for it. And if it's going to keep somebody from shooting up a school or going crazy and raping somebody, all power to you. You can do whatever you want to do in the privacy of your mother's basement. If that's what you got to do to get by, go ahead. Play, I ain't going to hate on you because they probably going to have something coming in the works for women too. What else happened out in the world that I can think of off the top of my head, man? What was I thinking about? Oh, I, I did see something in reference to uh, into music. When I'm on my, you know, my little personal Facebook page, I talk a lot about music and about how I feel about the direction of it and shit. And I'm usually like one of my young boys, uh, the younger, I ain't gonna say my young boy, I say somebody younger than me I know, they'll post some music or some shit or it'll be like, oh, fuck Jay-Z, he trash. Fuck J. Cole, he trash. And to me, conventional wisdom is like, you saying fuck Jay-Z, but you like Lil Yuck Mouth or whatever one of these little niggas' name is who sound like they can't properly form a sentence. I'm like, this, this nigga's trash. Giving you a critical acclaim of J. Cole or Jay-Z or Kendrick, whoever, somebody's calling garbage at the time. When I side with them, that's me thinking conventionally. These guys are critically, critically acclaimed artists, sold millions of records, well-respected throughout the uh, music industry, whatever. So I'm thinking with my conventional brain, with my 30-something-year-old brain. I'm not thinking in the mind of a 20-something-year-old. But when I come out and I say, yo, that, that shit is trash. Like I tell people in a minute, like I think Future's fucking trash all the time. I say it all the time. Like I went back and listened to Future when I first heard about who he was. I was like, I keep hearing about this guy. Let me let me see what's up. Because I was on the West Coast, then went back to the East, and all I kept hearing about was fucking Future. I was like, let me listen to this guy. And the problem I had with Future was, and I know I talk a lot of shit about there being a message, some type of consciousness in rap. My biggest thing is artistry. If you're talking about some bullshit, at least be able to rap. At least be dope if you're going to talk about, if you're going to talk about the street life, be dope. I know recently Tip has been more, you know, politically, has had more political commentary in his music or more, let's say, current event-based music. But Tip from the streets, Tip from Atlanta, Tip talked about selling dope, all that shit. He had a whole album called Trap Music, but he was at least clever. He was at least talented when he did it. The same thing with Jeezy. At least Jeezy brought a certain energy to the music that made you think about it. He had a whole album called Recession. And I don't really fuck with Gucci Mane like that, but at least Gucci went to jail, came back, came back shit completely different. He's, he's rapping better, he looks healthy and shit like that. That type of shit I can get behind. But if it's just nonsense and and you trash, like I came back and listened to Future and I couldn't tell the hook from the verse because all that shit sounds mashed together. So when you get somebody who grew up in the 90s, everybody had to have lyrics in order to get on. It's hard for me to to accept shit that's just garbage. It don't feel like you're trying. Like, I grew up with rappers. A lot of my homies rap. So when I see somebody taking pen to pad and writing down lyrics and being able to recite it with, with you know, with their own cadence that they created writing the, writing the song, that's how I grew up. That's the music I listen to. It's hard for me to get with little whoever the fuck, with little Gucci gang or whoever this, this guy is, or whoever these people are that are just mashing words together, sinking halfway through the verse and auto-tuning everything out. Now, what y'all, a lot of y'all don't know is that a lot of people who I, I go back and forth with, 
y'all don't really know that I go and I listen to this shit before I say anything negative about it. I'll be like, okay, who is this? Let me see what was what they're trying to do. Because I love finding new rappers. I love to find a new artist, especially before other people find out who they are. Like, I love when I find some new music to listen to. So I'll go check it out. And I'll give it, like, four or five songs before I make a decision. Like, I wanted to like Future. I wanted to love what he was doing. Because it's, his beats were dope. But the music, like, the in-between shit, it's like, a, it's like a story with a good ending, a great beginning, but the body of the story is trash. That, that's what it's like for me. So all these other artists that, I, that y'all say is dope, like, I tried to listen to um, Black Young because I tried to listen to him, but, like, he ain't talking about shit. He's not. And me, I like to judge an artist by the interviews. And I guess that's what got me towards doing what I'm doing now, just sitting down listening to people talk and, you know, expressing their opinions on shit. So I'll, I can like a rapper's interview and not really fuck with their music. Like, I like David Banner's interview more than I do his music. So I can go look at whoever it is, listen to them talk, listen to, the, give, listen to them give their thoughts and opinions about whatever issue, and I'll judge them off that. I'll try to. But if that's bad and the music's bad, I got to call them trash. Like I went back to, I would listen to Kodak Black. I went and listened to Tunnel Vision, and I actually listened to the words. And he was saying some real shit in there. Now, am I going to go buy a Kodak Black song or some shit like that? Probably not, but I got a lot more respect for him. Like, somebody like Future, I just can't get with that. You flipping the song that was made, you know, in reference to Martin Luther King and shit, and then you flipping that shit and using it as Molly Perkins said, I, I just can't get with that. That's something that is it's too personal for me. And then with the shit about you being a terrible father and you more you know you're more than a provider, it's like, nigga, stop having fucking kids. Control yourself. If you're not going to be in a situation where you're going to be stable, like, you got to kind of shut shit down. And I understand you're on the road and shit, but just don't make stupid statements like that. Because your kids may get to that one time. Oh, you provide, you're not my father. Okay. That's cool. He got Russell Wilson anyway. I'm I'm all for the future shit right now, but I really if they ever if the young guys I talk to ever listen to this shit, I really go out and listen to this shit before I really make a decision about calling somebody trash. There's one group there's one group I didn't do that with, and that was Migos. Because when I cut that, all I heard was Versace. I was like, I can't listen to this shit, man. I can't. But, you know, they've been doing their thing for a while now. And I got to I gotta say I was wrong. I went back and listened to it. And I was like, I can, okay, after Bad and Bougie came out. Because I didn't know where they was at. And I went checking for them. I was like, okay, that's, like, that's a cool little verse or whatever. So I said, let me go see what everybody's talking about. So I went back and I listened. And I listened like, okay. I kind of got the roles of the group, well, I guess the role, because Quavo, I think he produces and he mixes and shit like that, or plays instruments, but he's clearly the guy at the head of that snake, so it seems, as far as musically, as far as organizing the music and maybe the beats and all that shit, which is cool. Like, every group has a head man in that, but I think the best rapper in the group is Takeoff, and and I'm saying this on, like, I guess my little public forum right now because everybody thinks I shit on them all the time, but I actually went back and listen to what they were saying. And even though I don't really give a shit too much about the subject matter, at least they can rap. And if you think about it, like, the whole industry is, like, jacking a cadence that they perfected. And it's it's crazy. And to me, I don't like that shit. I come from an era where everybody has their own style. But that's, like, I guess, like, I call it, um, like, the hip-hop 
algorithm or the hip-hop, I don't know, path to success or whatever you want to call it. It's like the hip-hop playbook. One style, one artist that gets popular doing one type of style. And then the producers follow what's successful. And then once the producers start making those beats, that producer gets popular and people follow that. It's just like when everybody had to be hard, right? So then producers make harder beats because that's what the radio is playing. So everybody has to go make the hard song. And in the early 2000s, everybody wanted to snap. And then when they made the love songs, everybody had to have a love song or a feature with a female in it. So you can't, and you can't have, I'm going to go sell dope over the love song beat. So certain, certain producers get popular and then other producers copy that producer. And it's like right now with Mustard, Metro Boomin'. I probably couldn't really name you another producer other than that right now that hasn't already been out. And I'm not talking about like the Hit Boys and Just Blazes and all that. And Kanye's, we already know they dope. We already know they've been out there. But right now, Metro Broomin and Mustard got shit on lock for the most part because they have that sound. I say like a year or two ago, coming into like 2017, Mustard had shit on lock. Then Metro Boomin came through. Now Metro Boomin got shit on lock. And now the radio is playing shit that sounds like that. So everybody trying to go get that Metro Boomin sound. And everybody, and that sound suits the way Migos rap. And the way their futures rap. So everybody's trying to go to them, go to him to get that song to sound like that, to get on the radio and sell those records. And I, it's, it's just the way shit works. And that's what I hate about when I go on Worldstar and you got 50,000 drug dealers on there trying to sell you a record by selling drugs. But, like, if you was a successful drug dealer, why you snitching on yourself on a video? I don't know. Don't make sense to me. I'm just used to diversity in my music. Like, you had MC Hammer. You had Naughty by Nature. You had Tribe Called Quest, De La Soul. You had West, Co West Side Connection, Snoop and Dre, Outkast, Jay-Z, Tupac, all that kind of Nas, Biggie, all in the same era. And some of those guys are similar, but they're mostly different. And that's what I miss about it. But there's, I mean, there's still good music being made right now. The quality of the music is being degraded. And it's like anything else. Once you start degrading the quality of it, people are going to take it from you. Because one thing that really makes me mad is that how black, young black people, a lot of the times will undermine a lyrical black rapper. They won't fuck with him. They'll push him off to the side. Like Joey Badass should be a superstar right now. Yeah, amongst the youth. And I'm talking like 25, 26 and under, right? But he's not where he should be. Lil Yachty might be in that spot right now with Uzi, whoever. That's what they're talking about. But Joey Badass is super dope. But people are not talking about him as much. You get a white rapper that's lyrical and they're going to blow the fuck up. And that's like the formula to shit getting taken away. Because I was talking to my old lady. I don't know if I said it in the last episode. I might have forgot about how they starting to, they've started to ease black people out of shit that has to do directly with hip-hop. You hear like a McDonald's commercial come on, hip-hop beat in the background, or some fucking car commercial, hip-hop beat in the background, and where it used to have some black, black faces in there, and then they have mixed races in there, or whatever, a few whites, some Latinos, Asians. Now they're starting to phase that shit out to like everybody in the fucking commercial is white. They got these fucking kids bop shit, and these hip-hop dance videos and nobody in the video was black and it bothers me because that's a, that's important to me that my daughter know that that shit comes from us because in the next 20 30 years 
who knows how many GEs there's going to be. And I don't want to be arguing with her like, you know, that music came from us because we don't have much as far as claims to fame in this country. So I want her to know that some, some shit comes from you. Like, you have to understand that I know you you see that, you think that's that hip-hop shit that you see on Disney, but that's not it. It's over here, Come, coming from people that look like you. And it's important to me. Maybe it's selfish, but I really don't care. Because you'll never see a black person at the forefront of fucking rock music as a new act. You may have your fucking Darius Ruckers of the world, but he was a black front man with a white band. It's just, it bothers me a little bit that, that I see it happening. And it's like, if we don't protect the guys who have the skill set to stay in this game for a long fucking time, they're going to get frustrated and trying to make music if it's not going nowhere. If I'm giving you some dope shit, some knowledge, and I'm trying to kick you some game, but you like, oh, fuck, J. Cole, he trash. I'm going to go listen to Little Machine Gun, Gold Teeth, Drug Dealer over here. Like, why, why would I as an artist keep going? If I'm giving you my heart, my soul, like I'm talking like the big crits of the world, who I'm giving you everything I got putting into this music, and I'm getting nothing. And this, the thing that killed me the most is when it comes to somebody like Big Chris, it's people from the South. And that's who he's representing. Like, he, he, speak, he can speak for, for people from all walks of life. You know, all walks of life in the, just in the country, all walks of life in hip-hop. But the Southern black male not supporting him is something I, I just can't take. It, it irritates me to my soul to see that. It kind of burns me up because he's speaking your experience about how people felt about the South and talk shit about the South. But then, you know, niggas want to go listen to Future. He should be selling way more, way more records of Future because his music has everything. You want the street shit? You got the street shit. You want the trunk shit? Got that. You want the slow down song for lady? He got that. You want something that's going to make you think? He got a bunch of that shit. He's even giving you songs from the artist's perspective. So I, just, I think it's, a, it's almost fucking criminal that he isn't more popular, but that's just the game we in. Is he marketable? He's not marketable on a mass scale because black consciousness is not marketable. But white lyricism is marketable because we let it be. And I'm not saying we let it be by not by like not holding white rappers down. We let it be that by not holding black rappers to a higher lyrical standard. That's just my that's my point. That's just where I, I'm I'm at with that. So, you know, to sum up that portion, I don't say somebody's trash unless I listen to them. So if I say they garbage, I say it and I mean it because I've listened to them or I watch an interview or something and I just can't get with them. And when I'm saying it, I'm saying it as you know, speaking on the big picture, the ten to fifteen years down the line, like where's the music gonna be? Where's the genre gonna be? And if I and for anybody, I, my young guys, I offended. If I, if I say the music's trash, just think about this. I'm probably 10 years older than you. How proud would you be listening to that shit 10 years from now? When you had Kendrick in his prime. When you had J. Cole in his prime. Shit, even when you had Drake in his prime talking about going through relationship shit for all the, um, the guys that don't fuck with Drake. When you had Crit in his prime talking to you about how it is to, to go from being on a label and being seen as a niche artist, as a Southern guy, then breaking out, going independent, and doing your damn thing. So I'm just saying, 10 years from now, how will you feel about the quality of music you listen to? Because the rappers I listen to, they still around. Nas still around. Ho still around. Shit, T.I. still around. G's still around. 
like the Jada Kid still around, Fab, the guys I listen to, they still around. And Currency, independent, doing, damn near independent doing this thing. Nipsey Hustle grinding, making shit his own way. Kanye still doing this thing. So I hope these little Gucci gangs and Uzi fucks and Gotti Boats are still around when you guys get older and these little I shot the club ups and 21s or whatever. I hope for your sake that they develop and they continue to grow as artists. But I, I just, I don't see them going nowhere. But Migos is going to be around. I'd be surprised if Migos don't do that thing for a while. They, they doing, they out there buzzing and hopefully they don't break up and can they continue to make music. But I'm off that, man. I got to find something else to talk about. I'm not going to talk to y'all ear off about music anymore because I could talk about that shit all day long. All-Star Games coming up. Steph and LeBron, team captains. I wonder who going to get their feelings hurt. Somebody not getting picked. And if it's me, I'm picking, hey, I'm picking the same guys I play with. I'm trying to keep my locker room intact. But it, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens because I think LeBron needs his break from his teammates. And then we're going to see who uh, gets moved around this trade situation, man. Because it's going to be, uh, it'll be surprising to me if nobody from Cleveland gets traded. Because I seen the last game they played and he don't look happy. So hopefully they make some moves and uh, we get the two best teams in the finals this year, whoever that may be. But I don't want to see the Celtics in there because I don't fucking like Boston. I don't. Especially after today. Man, my damn Jags played their heart out today, man. And I hate there's a There's like three people in this world I hate to see happy. Well, three or four. Sean Hannity, 45. Who was the other one? Bill O'Reilly and fucking Tom Brady. I hate to see the motherfuckers happy, man. Tom Brady, I, either the low, luckiest of all time or the GOAT. Either way, he's pretty damn good. I hate to see him happy because he's usually beating the team that I would rather see win, but the guy plays ball well. And I want my Jaguar fans, do all till we die. You got to mean that shit for real. Don't just do it because we're having a good season because I hope everybody who called Blake Bortles trash all season long, I hope y'all paid fucking attention because he left it all out on the field and made very few fucking mistakes. Y'all killed him earlier this season. I was like, look, you can't blame the quarterback without blaming the fucking offensive line. If the offensive line can help the running game get going, the quarterback has to pass all the time. And if they know you're passing all the time, the defense kind of knows what formation to get into. If the offense can't stay on the field, that means the defense is on the field for an extended period of time and the other team's defense get, is getting a rest. What I think happened this year is that the offensive line got it together. Fournette ran the ball well. Blake didn't make as many mistakes. And the defense did what the defense has been doing for the past couple of years. And voila, you got an AFC championship game. So at the end of the day, I'm proud of my Jags. They did their thing. And hopefully this is only a small stumbling block. And hopefully they, get, they go all the way next year. But the big thing now is to keep that support going, to keep it going. I don't know what's going on right now, but I'm hoping that they come home to like a standing ovation because they played their hearts out. They left it all on the goddamn field. So if you if you there, show them that love. And stay loyal to the team. Because if you out there hashtagging Duval till we die, you, you got to stand on that shit. You got to stand on that shit. Because they're going to be trying to clown our city and all that bullshit. Fuck that. If you're going to be about this Duval shit, be about it for real. Because if you really from the city, you already know. And, and that's all I'm going to say about, about that part, man. But we with y'all, man. Jalen, Telvin, Calais, Blake, Fournette, they all did their thing. I was proud of those boys together today, man. They They... Kept it together for the most part, and the ball just didn't go their way. It was good to see them out there doing their thing, though, man. And I want to talk about 
something that's on a a sad note, and it's not sports related. This is talking about something else. So, in the community of I'll say of black consciousness, right, or the conscious community, or team woke, however you want to call it, there's a few people that are, I guess I'll say, um, the top folks in that community, right? And recently they got into a little. I guess a little online bickering, and that should hurt my feelings. It really hurt my feelings because I feel like we need as many people, especially right now, to to help us get through the shit we're going through as a people right now, and to do education. I think is a great way to fucking do it. So the two guys I'm talking about, and I really hate to bring any light to this shit because I don't want the wrong people going and looking at it and being like, oh look, they can't even get it together amongst themselves, how they going to come up in the world. I don't want to hear none of that shit, but I feel like I got to address it. So Tariq Nasheed and Dr. Umar, I guess, was at each other next over some bullshit internet stuff. I don't know what it was about. I really don't care. I just know, for me, it's terrible to see that happen because of these, are, these are two guys that can educate a lot of people on our background, where we come from, and why certain things happen to us out in the, you know, in the country. And why we think a certain way we do our lineage, you know, from the past and, like, where we can go in the future. Now, I won't call them leaders. I'll say they're educators. Like, hopefully they can spark, the, you know, the mind of the next great black leader that we need in this country. So I would rather see them working together than being on opposite sides of, of it fighting. And I already know kind of how Tariq Nasheed is. I know how Dr. Umar Johnson is. And I won't say they're combative. I'll say they're not going to let nobody talk to them a certain type of way. And you, you want to see that from somebody that's out there speaking on behalf of your community. That's a good thing. But you want to see that shit kept indoors, you know, or kept, kept in-house. Let's do this via phone call, not on the Internet. You'd rather hear like, hey, you know, we had a disagreement, but look, we back at it again trying to make it work and try to make it good work for our community to be an example to young people looking up to us because I want there to be more Umar Johnsons. To me, this is great. To me, this is not just an athlete that's out there talking shit. We need to do this. This is an educated man. He's a he's a psychologist, has like six degrees. He's a school, I think he's a school principal. He's a school psychologist. We need more of that. And I don't know what the hell Tariq Nasheed does, but that motherfucker made Hidden Colors, and that's dope. <laughs> so... If, that's, if he's a, a documentarian, that's cool, too. We need uh, different lanes of success to look at. And for him to collect all these great black minds and put them on one documentary, that's fucking phenomenal. That's something for us to, you know, to go look at. Like, that's the mixtape I need to go get that I haven't got yet. I mean, I've been woke, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you don't believe me, it's, uh, there's probably, it's probably on YouTube right now. It's called Know Thyself. It's made, I forgot the cast name, but he's a griot. It's like an ancient African historian. But go look up Know Thyself. You can read books like Mis The Miseducation of the Negro by Carter G. Woodson. You can also read Stolen Legacy. If you ever think about Egypt, I'm going to ask you a question. If you look, if you think about Egypt and you look at the pyramids, how does another country get the credit for geometry? Hmm? I, keep, I keep getting it mixed up. I forget if it's the, the Romans or the Greeks. But how do you get credit for geometry? And then, and then not be rooted as, as from Egypt. How does anybody but Egypt get credit for geometry? 
Um, they still trying to figure the pyramids out right now. They've taken ancient obelisks from Egypt and put them on display in other countries. They got one in the Vatican. There's one in the UK in London somewhere. And they have a, a mock of a mock, not a mock, I'll say a copy of one as in the Washington Monument. I'm just saying. And for those people confused, Egypt is not in the Middle East, it is in Africa. <laughs> Before you get confused, okay? But anyway, like I'm saying, like I said, I've been woke, G. I've been on this shit. Anyway, it hurt my feelings to see people like, you know, like that prominent people in the black community uh, get into it with each other. I, I think it's terrible that that happened, man. But I, I do know that Tariq Nasheed is very outspoken, and he got into it with uh, the guy Tommy Sotomayor. He's a very popular guy on YouTube who says what many would see as controversial things as it pertains to black people, black women in particularly. And I understand his point. It's not a popular opinion. It's a very harsh and direct opinion. It's not popular, but I see what he's doing. And him and Tariq Nasheed somehow got into it to the point where Tariq Nasheed showed up to somewhere where he was, I think Tommy Sotomayor was recording for Vlad TV, for anybody who watches DJ Vlad. And Tariq Nasheed showed up when Tommy Sotomayor was, was supposed to do his recording or his interview or whatever and basically caused chaos. And then it spilled over from there. And I, I thought that was like really distasteful that somebody of this stature in the black community would do that. If it's on the internet or not, he's a name. Tommy Sotomayor is a name on the internet. But I think that we need both. There's balance in there. You know what I'm saying? You have the guy that's like pro-black, everything, this, and the third. You have the guy that's like black people, we fucking up here, here, and here. I think you need both. We need balance. And to see Tariq Nasheed look at Tommy Sotomayor and call him crispy and dark-skinned and all that shit, just kind of, for me, it come on... It almost erased everything he did because it's like he just reverted back to everything we were fighting against. Because if you ask anybody who really about this woke black power shit or black unity, whatever, they'll tell you dark skin is the dominant seed. Anyway, so for me to hear him say some shit like, oh, he's crispy, he's dark skin, that shit pissed me off and made me feel a certain type of way, even to the point where I got into an argument with this man on Twitter. It was crazy. It was like a, it was like a year or so ago. It was crazy. Anyway, though, it's a it's a bad thing to happen. Hopefully they fixed it. If you know they fixed it, please let me know. I just think it's terrible that they got into this argument. It's in 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 the public eye. Like people are gonna argue, especially if you got two alpha personalities like that, and two people that are prominent and feel like they got a leg to stand on, they're gonna argue that point. But I think it's a shame that it happened over the the airwaves like that. And hopefully this serves as a lesson to us to never let this type of shit happen again. If you can make a phone call to stop some shit, stop it. You know, so we don't lose our leaders or our educators to the bullshit. And I know you shouldn't get all your education from YouTube, but if they got some good information in there, why not? You're listening to fucking mixtapes and watching Netflix all day long anyway. Get you some consciousness. Go go listen to Lord Jamar. Go listen to somebody that's going to that's gonna help you... Uh, Get your shit together. Angela Davis, somebody, read some goddamn books. I know I need to read more too, but shit. Listen to me and I go find the information for you, goddammit. There's a dude on uh, Facebook, by the way, name of Brother Ben X. If you black or you into black people shit, Brother Ben X has some good info out on uh, Facebook, so check him out. 
And I'm, I don't know what's going on on the Latino side, but I stand with y'all. Y'all do y'all thing. And my Asian and Arab brothers and sisters, I'm with y'all too. And this don't mean I don't fuck with white people. I fuck with white people like I fuck with anybody else. But on the minority side, we got to get our shit together. They trying to kick niggas out the country. They calling people places where we come from shitholes. We have to get our shit together. Because people in power obviously don't give a fuck about us or things that affect us. I'm only giving you what I've received via the media. And people will be like, you can't trust the media. If I can't get it from there, what the fuck am I supposed to get it from? Because if I look at CNN, they tell me one thing. If I'm looking at Fox News, they're telling me another thing. And all that gets back to me is like, people that are making money in high positions don't give a fuck about people who are not making no money. And they really don't give a fuck about you if you're a minority. That's what I got. But hey, man, if I'm wrong, prove me wrong, man. I'd rather be wrong and learn something than think I'm right and be on some bullshit. So, if you could prove me wrong, hit me, man. No playing this right at gmail.com. No play 247 at Twitter. I'm on there all day long. Hit me up. I'm not on there. If I'm well, if I'm not on there, I get a fucking notification. So hit me up. Email me. Let me know how you can improve my life. Help me be better. I'd appreciate it. And once you help me be better, I'll let you know why I think you're trash and how you can get better. Anyway, that's it, man. I'm out. No playing this ride. This is number 16, I think, man. I'm going to try to keep this thing going. So hopefully the Bulls pick up since the, the Jags out. Hopefully the Lakers pick up since the Jags out. Hopefully baseball season comes back around and the Yankees win the whole goddamn thing. Um, I hope Tom Brady steps from the Lego tonight when he gets home. I don't know who I want to win out of Philly and Minnesota. I really don't care. But I'm sad. <laughs> I'm sad, goddammit. Shit. As always, next year, y'all be great out there, man. No playing this ride. Blackout. Peace. All right, so real quick, I can't believe I forgot about this, but uh, I don't know if y'all been paying attention, but some of y'all might not have no goddamn job on Monday. The government shutdown is still cracking. I don't know what the fuck Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer got going on. I don't think they're going to bend on DACA. Y'all might not be going into work tomorrow. I'm just saying, I don't know. I'm just saying the whole motherfuckers get paid come payday. And that's just another reason why all them women out there marching. That, uh, that women's market is vicious. They got not fucking off. Y'all better stop fucking with these ladies, man. Shit, uh, what's her name? Scarlett Johansson threw James Franco under the bus. So y'all better get it together. All right, I think that's it. I didn't forget nothing else. I did. Fuck it. I'll catch you next week. Peace.